Uh, Cam, can I please have a one-word horror movie-themed prompt? Uh, how about death? Death? Yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, man, what a bummer. Uh, uh, yeah, I like living, uh, and I don't like dying. Wow, CJ makes it seem so easy when he does it. Uh, this is why I don't do the openings. Uh, they're really, really hard. Hey, welcome back to the Overtalking Podcast. Monster Month is over, but we're still talking about spooky stuff because it's only one day after Halloween. So I think horror stuff can still happen for a little bit longer. What do you say? I agree. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Who's that voice? That's uh, that's my wife, Meg. Hey, Meg. Hello. <laughs> oh, and that laughing is Cameron. Hey, Cam. <laughs> Wait, so is this supposed to be like we're pretending it's in the future and actually after Halloween or what? It is. <laughs> It will be when this episode releases. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So CJ I is not here. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. I, I just wanted to have you two on. He's not dead. He's not dead. He actually left a voicemail, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I just wanted to have you two on because a couple weekends ago, all three of us attended the 2023 Music Box of Horrors. And uh, which is every year at the Music Box Theater, they do a 24-hour horror movie marathon. And for new listeners, uh, I go every year and it's a lot of fun. And I thought it'd be fun to have the people who I went with on the show to talk about it this year rather than just whether or not I thought CJ would like a movie. And I I asked CJ to come with us to the Music Box of Horrors, but he uh, politely declined. And uh, I haven't heard from him since. So uh, he left a voicemail and I just want to play for y'all. And let's uh, let's maybe check in with him and see what's what's going on. Hey, Ken, it's your old pal, CJ. Uh, I appreciate the invite to the Music Box of Horrors 24-hour movie marathon. However, the thought of seeing that many scary movies has terrified me so much that I have fled the country nay, continent. As you know, I am always a big fan of when you leave voicemails throughout the 24-hour marathon, getting to hear you slowly lose your mind. So, as a gesture of goodwill, this is my version. I have arrived in Europe and have now been awake for, let's see here, carry the three, square root of pi, 33 hours? I don't know, math is hard. Wow, that sucks to hear out loud. Anyways, I hope you had a great time and that after sitting in those chairs for that long that you don't require months of physical therapy. Oh, and by the time this episode releases, it will have been your birthday. Happy birthday, my dude. Okay, love you. Bye. Wow. Does he not seem miserable in that? Yeah, he, he, he sounds he like sounds death. Terrible. Speaking of death. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds rough, Siege. Oh, you're doing all right, Siege. Oh, yeah, I hope you got some sleep after that. Oh, buddy. Oof. Well, uh, not to make him more, more depressed, but uh, this year I did not record any voicemails. Oh, no. Not my experience. Uh, 
It was oh, a very you do that last time. I've done that for a couple years in a row, and it was fun to like give CJ the updates of how I was feeling throughout. But Cam, you were there a lot of the time with me, so I didn't really yeah, feel like the 14, need to. Hours, I think. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, seriously, you were there for at least 14, I 15 hours. Yeah, Bears game. I would have stayed. The only problem is. I would if I had to sleep, I probably would have left or I would have my snoring would have been a horror of showing itself. So. <laughs> so hey, you I wouldn't do, have been I the only one. Uh, couldn't stay even if I wanted to. No, it would it would have been good. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel like calling into the to the hotline this time just because I was with people and then when I wasn't, I was literally feeling like death and asleep. So uh we'll we'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, I figured for this episode, maybe we just talk through the movies in order. And I know you guys were here for some and not here for others. So we'll just kind of chime in with the people who were there for whatever movie and we'll we'll kind of make our way through it. Does that sound sound okay? Sounds good. Totally against it, but let's go. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there were 14 movies total. So we're gonna kind of try to breeze through them. I'll, we'll just talk a little bit about each of them, and we'll give a, a rating out of uh, one to ten for each. He wants to breeze through them because he really doesn't want to be here with me and Meg. <laughs> yeah, he's over it. He wants to go watch a spooky movie. <laughs> but we I will be that. doing that afterwards, of course. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's like every night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So the first movie was a silent film with a live band accompaniment. Uh which normally is pretty cool. This was The Fall of the House of Usher, uh, 20, a 1928 movie. Was there a best movie. line from the movie? There were <laughs> none. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know the story of The Fall of the House of Usher. I, we're still like halfway through the Netflix series that came out this year. Uh, but this seemed pretty bare bones and... I can't understand how it could possibly be related to it. It was so boring and uh, I didn't, I, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It was, it was really, really slow. I I typically like the, the silent films that they show during this. Um, and the live band was, was cool to be there as well, but uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. My mom actually came for this one, um, which was cool that she came for any of this. this is the first time she's come for any of these, uh, these horror things I go to. Uh, and such was a... it scared? No, she was bored as well. <laughs> <laughs> but just going to the music box for this music box of horrors is just an experience in itself. So that was really cool that she got to be there and, and see it after years of you talking about it. Finally, to be a part of it is is quite fun. So I like that. Is your dad supposed to make it or is he a scaredy cat? I don't think he's really interested in, in this stuff. <laughs> It's probably but, not uh, good to sit in those seats for longer than a couple yeah, of movies either. Not so great for everyone's backs. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, she showed up um, when I was still in line to get in. I, I got in line for at like 930 in the morning and it starts at noon. <laughs> That's how like popular this thing is. Um, but yeah, I got good seats and then we watched Fall of House of Usher and I didn't love it. But uh, yeah. Uh, I rated this on Letterboxd a one and a half stars, and uh, that was pretty much it. Just said the pacing was rough, which you know, this was from 100 years ago almost. So, uh, well, was the live score cool? That it like was, it cool. 
Yeah, that's always really cool. They like anytime there was like someone knocking on a door in the movie, they would have like the drummer like make the knocking sound, and there was a that bell ringing. Cool. He'd hit the like hi hat. That would keep me interested enough, even if the movie kind of sucked. I mean, it right, was nineteen yeah. twenty eight, right? That's can you imagine it's almost a hundred years old. That movie, I know, it's <laughs> wild. That's crazy. But yeah, the Alvin Cobb. Alan Cobb Tr- Jr. Trio is the uh, the the group that did the accompaniment, and they did a great job. That's awesome. All right, so next up is when Cameron arrived. Oh yay! Yeah, uh, and this was for Burnt Offerings, nineteen seventy sixes Burnt Offerings, uh, shown on thirty five millimeter, which was pretty cool that they were able to to dig that. Yeah, up. crunchy as they described. That's right. The it movies. was. It was crunchy. I would completely agree, and I think it just added to it. To be honest, yeah, it's always fun when they when they got these like really really old reels of film that they they show. Um, but probably not the crunchiest thing we saw. But we'll we'll get to that later. (laughs) This at least the color was still visible. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so burnt offerings, Cam. This is probably the first time you've seen this. I would imagine, right? Oh, I'm a big burnt offering fan. It had to be at least the fifth time. You're Honestly, a big burnt head. It was the it was the first time, and like uh, like any of them, uh, it, I I enjoyed it to a, an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's good for what it is, right? It's uh, it's it's a haunted house movie, basically. That I won't spoil exactly what's going on, but a family moves into a house. <laughs> I'm sure all your your listeners are going to be rushing to go watch this one. Maybe it's, it's, I mean, it's a decent movie overall. Um, it's not bad. It, yeah. It's just, uh, oh, have you both seen it? Yeah, Man. we had seen it recently. Yeah, we had seen it maybe a, a month or two before we, before it was shown at the Music Box of Horrors. 6.4 and... on IMDb is not too bad. 6.4 out of 10. Oh, well, that's not bad. IMDb not bad. is usually pretty critical, so that's not bad at all. It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible movie, it was a little bit slow. I think at point at points, but when the spooky stuff was happening, it was pretty good. This is this is the movie when I f- first realized that the music box was playing the sound so freaking loud that mm. my ears hurt. Uh, and it was do that way the entire that? time. Do they do that because it's scarier? I don't so know. Everyone could hear who's hard of hearing. Like I think it was really loud. The music really box loud. theater is kind of known for poor sound quality so i wonder if they're trying to like compensate for that by just blaring the, the audio. Oh, i had no clue they were known for that yeah it's like, <laughs> it's anytime, kind of a good thing to be known for right anytime there was normal just conversation it was it was kind of quiet and then someone would scream or something would crash and it was ear piercing yeah. i had to put in earplugs because it was, I was just gonna say next year, so bad yeah, I brought them knowing that it was going to be bad, but it was worse bad. than before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like, especially the the thirty five millimeter prints that they showed, just because like those seemed to be a bit more tinny sounding, they were a lot more piercing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were not right in the front row or anything, but we were more towards the front of the theater. But I would imagine that would be the case anywhere in there. I mean, it was. It I was mean, so it, loud. it was definitely surround sound, though, right? Like you could tell. Uh, yeah. That. Came from the yeah. back, from the front. So, I mean, yep, no. we were surrounded and ear piercing screams the whole time. It was <laughs> great. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, scale of one to ten. Cam, what would you give burnt offerings? Oh. Yeah, five. Maybe it's out five. It was okay. well, for what it was, it was good, right? It was Yeah. It kept my interest for sure. I think uh I was hoping for a little better ending, but I mean well, it wasn't too bad. Not bad. I the gave it a uh, build up basically to the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. The end is kind of kind of scary, actually. Um I liked it. Meg, you've seen Burnt Offerings. Do you want to give it a, a quick rating too? Yeah, I'd say four, four or five out of ten. That okay. that seems pretty good. I don't think it's one I would watch again, which is why I skipped it for the music box. <laughs> um, but it was it held my attention when we watched it, and I definitely remember parts of it. So I think it was decent. I yeah. might watch it, you know, along in the future if I if I stop remembering it. But it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I gave it on letterbox three and a half stars. So that's equivalent to a seven, which seems generous. That does seem uh, generous, but I'm going to just, just stick by it. I, I do like this movie. Um, okay. I think more than both of you, but it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> My mom dipped out in the middle of it. Cause she was too scared. Uh, no, because she was too scared. That's what she told me. She said it was, she was too scared. Does that mean yeah. she was too bored of it? I don't think so. No, she she's told me that she find out the truth. She's seen burnt offerings before this. Like she might oh, have really? seen it in theaters when it came out. Um, and yeah, it. Uh, she said she was she was really scared and she didn't want to stick around to the end because she kind of still remembered the ending and that was pretty scary. That was pretty. It's pretty loud. So I'm sure and that didn't help loud. with it. Yeah, she also had loud earplugs. noises were loud. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. All right, we gotta move on. Uh, next up, after burnt offerings, uh, we're now at already three thirty-five in the afternoon. Is a movie called Ozone, and <laughs> this is a nineteen ninety-five uh, direct-to-video released movie uh, that probably no one's ever seen. <laughs> uh, who's listening to this? Uh, and they had the lead actor James Black in attendance, and he did a, a post-film Q and A afterwards, which was. Uh, pretty fun. Um, and yeah, Ozone is a really weird movie about uh, this drug called Ozone that uh, the main actor gets injected with. And uh, people are turning into zombies and there's weird monster zombie things. And man, it's a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> but still, I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> uh, Meg, you weren't here for this one yet, right? No, I, I skipped this one as well. Cam, what'd you think of this one? Oh, I mean, it, like going in, you know, it's like what they say it was they made the whole thing for thirty five hundred dollars. Like right. I mean, it's probably impressive that it even was made by picked up by any company to be made into a VHS. So like you knew what it was coming in and like sometimes like what do they say? It's so bad it's good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was good. I'd say it was bad, but it was like <laughs> enjoyable to watch because it was kind of pretty comical. I think uh, what, the thing I think they were trying to be serious to me, and like you know how like there's those whole bunch of movies where they're like intentionally like being bad and like they're trying to get like those laughs. I feel like I didn't get enough laughs because they were trying to be super serious and it was just kind of a, a really bad horror movie. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I I didn't love it. I thought it was fun to see with an audience, uh, because there's some wacky stuff that goes on, and the audience is reacting in the way that I am thinking of the movie. <laughs> uh, which you know it, we we take it in in good fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's you know it's not the best movie in the world, but. It was cool to watch it with with the the lead actor, you know, in attendance and to hear the the Q&A afterwards. That was that was pretty fun. I always uh, enjoy, enjoy that. That's yeah. probably my favorite uh part is uh having those people like do the Q&A after like the one last year was awesome too. Yeah, it makes it feel like more of an event, right, rather than just watching you could watch anytime. I didn't realize how I mean, he's not a big actor at all, but like the amount of credits that that main guy in that movie had is pretty astronomical. Oh, really? What did he, he go on to do? Episode of of Burn Notice. Oh. He guy, like Malcolm in the Middle. Like he has like a wow. Got to be over 147 credits or something like that. Oh, good for him. 156. Wow. I'm surprised. That um, movie is bad. <laughs> well he was he was a lot younger back then this might have been like you know soon after he yeah, had 1993 out of his first credit is 1987 okay wow well that makes it even cooler that he uh was there in attendance yeah i know right Cam, what would you rate uh ozone on a scale of one to ten? Oh god i can't even believe like imdb is like it as a four it's gotta be like a Solid like 1.2. <laughs> 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 I mean, it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing about it was great. The, the story was lying, or the plot was like, muddled as all hell. Like, I didn't issue just with like I don't, the whole premise where the guy goes missing. The guy didn't even, I don't even know. I won't even get into it because. You know, everyone's probably going to want to watch this one. I wouldn't want to spoil it. (laughs) Oh, man. The plot holes were uh, a good amount, in my opinion. 1.2. Final answer. For me, I gave it, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, didn't love it. I had fun watching it and I had, I had a good time. But yeah, for me, it's just a three. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. But, it was it's fun for what it is. And funnier, I would have given it a better grade. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like it's so bad it's good grade, but it didn't get there for me. Hmm. Well, you really. had hot gloopy monster sex though. I mean, that's gotta oh, yeah. count for uh, something. Hey, for for the amount of money that he, he that that guy claims they spent, I'd say that's pretty impressive. True. <laughs> Nothing looked really good, but for the amount of money that they said they spent on it, it's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. How many people if you had a guess, has seen that movie outside of the United States. Like you think for some reason oh. it was like big in Taiwan or something. Like you even think you could count on more than 10 fingers the amount of people who have seen Ozone outside of the United States. I don't know. And I, I wish like they had opened up the Q&A to the audience, right? So people could ask questions like that. Didn't they do that last time or no? They do that for certain things. I don't think they necessarily usually do it for the news box of horrors just because they're on like a tight time schedule. I gotcha, move on. I gotcha. But um, yeah, would have been interesting to know. Yeah, Meg, not worth your time unless you want to check it out. I guess I made the right call uh, not making it to that movie. Yeah, you strategically <laughs> chose which ones to attend for. And I did. then you strategically chose to 
attend for this next movie, which is when you showed up. I did. Enter yeah. Meg. Enter Meg. So now we're all three there. In your minds, just picture us all three sitting there in the theater. For 2000s, The Convent, which uh, Meg and I have kind of noticed on, on our uh, October movie watching that nuns are a very recurring theme for what we've been watching this year. Yeah, a lot of nun movies. Weird. Yeah, Are you going to be a nun for Halloween? I, I think you have I have to that. be. Um, that's... <laughs> That was yesterday. So, oh uh, god damn it! I'm gonna keep (laughs) keep this in. He's lying. It's 1027. (laughs) Um, the convent is a wacky movie that is barely about nuns, but eventually circles back to it. It's mostly about demons. I would say it feels like the movie demons and horny teens and horny teens. Yeah, and surprisingly, felt like it was a big budget movie. Like yeah, I didn't, I didn't did. actually recognize any of the actors or actresses in this oh. movie, but it, uh, it was shot really well, and everyone had, I mean, for what they were doing, seemed to be somewhat competent in the movie. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess there were some bigger cameos, right? Because there's the, um, the woman who was in the fog, which we talked about earlier last month, I guess, on the podcast. Um, she was the radio host on the fog and she was in this movie um so oh and also wasn't coolio coolio was in this too coolio wasn't it yeah that was that was pretty awesome i think that's what uh bumped my rating up a little bit because it's like well at least there was that entertaining little part i liked that i liked this movie honestly i thought it was hilarious It, it was very very funny at least to me well, um, first of all, the opening scene immediately went from zero to 60, and it was yes. incredible. And from that opening scene, I thought, okay, I don't really know what I'm getting into, but this is going to be a kick-ass movie. Um, and it kind of let me down after that for other reasons, but that was one of the best opening scenes for a movie ever. This lady yeah. comes in and just kills a bunch of nuns. Awesome. <laughs> Just yeah, that's, no that's context. It's no, the first it's minute. Yeah. First minute, no context. She's badass and uh, just goes on an absolute killing spree and kicks a bunch of nuns and priest ass. And then like the title card hits. So it's it's pretty awesome. And then it immediately shifts gears into a teen comedy. Yeah. Uh, so I totally expected one thing and then it turned into something else. And I was a little bit disappointed because I thought it was going to be just like, I don't know. The whole time. Blade or Van Helsing, but nuns. Oh, yeah. You so didn't like it at all. I didn't. It's not what I thought it was going to be. So I felt a little let down and a little confused. I thought it was trying too hard to be that, like, kind of funny, low budget feeling while still being, like, actually well done special effects for, for what it was. I thought it was trying too hard. But the crowd loved it, and it was definitely fun to see it with that crowd because they made it, I think, a better viewing experience. If we had watched that at home, I would have probably left or turned it off. Yeah, well, I would have kept it going. <laughs> I know. You you guys liked it. You guys had a nice time. To keep things moving, let's move on to the ratings right away. Uh, Cam, to get your opinion on this, what would you rate the convent on a scale of 1 to 10 for you? <laughs> Oh man, I'd say a five nine. 
Five nine six, but okay. I thought it was I thought it was funny. The one liners were constant that my my favorite character has gotta be that like guy who was just full of himself. Yeah. He was trying to go after all the girls. I thought he was funny, so I give it a solid five point nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meg? I gave it a gave it a three, I think. Oof. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oof. Wrong. I didn't love it. It was not <laughs> for me. Doesn't mean it isn't worth a watch because I think pe- some people would really like it. But if you just knew not it was more me. comedy horror with that changer, you didn't like that part at all. I think maybe if I knew it was a horror comedy going in, it would have changed my expectations. But all I saw was a screen grab of the zombie nuns. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be like all the other really dark nun movies we've been seeing. And I had no idea what I was getting to. So, yeah, if I had known a little bit more, if I had done a little bit more research, I might have gone in in a different mindset and enjoyed it. But. And I can understand that because you you picked and chose which movies you were going to see as part of this, as opposed to Cam and I, we're just kind of letting everything wash over us and we're just kind of taking it for for what's being thrown at us. So uh, I could definitely understand you being like, oh, I want I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to this one thing and I'm expecting yeah. this one thing. It's the yeah. first thing that you're there for. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> quite what you were you were thinking it was going to be, even though it, it may have been good for you in a different context. Yeah, still. Still enjoyed it, just not exactly what I thought. But Ken, what what did you think of it? Uh, I give it an eight. Uh, oh, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, Damn. I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Some interesting scale, you guys. Yeah, wow. I feel like all of Ken's like movie ratings are a bit higher than ours, Meg. Mm-hmm. I wonder well, why. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll average out to uh, to what it would really should be. Are but. your is it per genre though? Like like is an eight in a horror comedy different than like an eight in a drama for you? Like you compare an eight. I feel like mm. an eight's a damn good movie, right? Like would you eight is, is that like it's 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 really blanket and it's just how much I enjoyed the movie. That's really okay. All okay, I got so that. I enjoyed it a lot at the time, so I gave it an eight. If I had watched it at home without an audience, yeah, I might not have enjoyed it that much. Mm. So it's it's kind of that thing, right? Like it's just how I'm how I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, and then after the convents, we're now at seven fifteen p.m. We're a fourth of the way through this marathon. Oh, do we get subway at this point? We got subway before the convent. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we we Meg, dipped out of the Q and A a little bit. You, and you didn't get Meg's sandwich. Oh, yeah, you, that's you, why you didn't like the convent. That's right. I was hungry. You, you I didn't had, get a sandwich. You guys were <laughs> scarfing down footlong yeah, subs next fun. to me, and I was like empty-handed and sad. No subs. You know the best me. part is he knew you were coming at that point, <laughs> and we went to Subway, and he didn't even ask or think about it. Look, and I felt really more, bad about he it. Got a foot long, and I think he ate the whole damn thing to himself. I mean, mm-hmm. he, maybe he already knew you wouldn't like it, but he didn't no, even did. ask. Mm-hmm. Didn't even offer. That is not true. Like not even a bite. Oh come on! I offered, and I offered to go back and get you a sub as soon as I saw you. So. I but I, oh, I apologize. I felt really, man. really bad about it because we walked up with subs and like, oh fuck yeah, Meg's yes. here now too. Shit. <laughs> we should have included her in getting the subs. So that's yeah, Meg, you should have told them how you really felt. 
Yeah, I let him have an earful. No, I, I was fine. I, I didn't I'm need kidding. to stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, 715, we watched 2007's Spanish horror flick called Wreck, which for those who don't know, you may have heard of a movie a few years back called Quarantine, which had, a, I think, a sequel or two. I found footage, uh, zombies in a apartment building. This is the original movie, uh, Spanish language wreck, like recording, um, which Cam, I, I think you didn't quite realize that that's what it was referring to that the title until like the end. Oh, title card, right. I, yeah. At some point I, I realized, um, <laughs> but at the beginning I, I was like, this isn't recreational at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew it wasn't, but I was just like, why is it called Wreck? Yeah. Just waiting to record. find out the whole time and then didn't realize it's because they were recording it. Quarantine came out a year after this one. So, like, they. Wow, that was a quick turnaround. Copied it, I guess, maybe, or something like that. L- literally. I think they said Sony had bought the rights to the movie in the US for distribution, basically, just one, to remake it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was really well done, and I, I get oh, why. Great. Yeah, and I'm usually not a having to read uh, subtitles kind of guy, but I think like the uh, like having it was it was it Spanish? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Like that made it even more like, what the hell are they saying? I just know they're yelling and shit's going down. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think you read the subtitles, but I mean, you honestly didn't even have to read the subtitles. You could just no, yeah, watch what was happening and be scared. Right. Yeah, at a certain point, I think you're like, you don't even need to read. You just know that something crazy is going on and you're just watching it all unfold and kind of focused on what's on screen. So I like I like the found footage. Is it found footage or what do they call this style? Yeah, that's what I they would call like this one because I feel like I could put myself in there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, if I was in there and I was quarantining somewhere, I'd be shitting myself. I definitely wouldn't make it out alive. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, not cool. This yeah, movie was so good, so well done. Uh, just really, really effective little scares and moments. And uh, yeah, really loved this. I'm so glad I got to see this there. It was awesome. And they, and even like, you know what's coming, right? You know, more people mm-hmm. are going to die. People are going to fall from certain things, but you don't know when. And it's mm-hmm. still like pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And they they got a thirty five millimeter print for this too, and there was a whole story that uh, the the general manager of Music Box awesome. talked about it, what he had to go through to get it. Um, but yeah, it was I believe the, a festival run thirty five millimeter print that he got like just to make a time to screen it. That. Or, that you know, I know he said he got mad at this person, but how do you yeah. yell at someone who's in Spain? Like how the hell do you get them to like re after getting the wrong one, resending something? That's just mm-hmm. crazy to me. Yeah. Didn't he say he got that morning too? He got yeah. it the, the day before morning. Okay. Um, I thought he yeah. said the that morning. The shipping cost of that and how slow things are, and it's in Spain. I don't even know how it was humanly possible to get it. Yeah. I don't so know. worth it that everything he did to get it there really paid off that was yeah so no, that was yeah that was a great, a, it's amazing. always it's always a bit more special when you get to watch it on film versus just a, a digital copy because you can what's you can watch the that difference anymore. i guess i'm not even sure so you know you asked me that too during the the, the thing and i was thinking more about it and I, I think i had said like well it's it's maybe higher quality but i don't know if that's necessarily true but uh it's really just 
it's typically things, especially older films, were filmed on film and were meant to be shown on film. Like digital wasn't a thing back in the day. Now, granted, this is a 2007 movie, so I don't know that necessarily holds true for this, but it's just kind of you know a unique experience to watch something on 35 millimeter because it's it says more and more it has rare. A superior aesthetic quality to it, yeah. Both the digital, which is kind of hard to believe, Buzzies. because some. I mean, I guess if it's not like tarnished or crunchy, I guess. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to take a look at to and do some research by watching more movies. I think it's it's kind of personal preference a little bit, but uh, Music Box definitely has a preference for 35 millimeter, which is cool because it's one of the few places you can still watch these these older. Yeah, I think it's the cool stuff. part also is that it's kind of vintage and old school, and not everyone's right. doing it. Which I I always love even sometimes just taking out a cassette and listening to that because it's just like something people don't do. I mean, that's why records yeah. are cool, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, now we're at eight forty-five. Meg, you dipped out. Did we do ratings? Oh no, we didn't do ratings. Sorry, Rec. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's everyone's recommendation for Rec? What uh, scale of one to ten? Meg, why don't you go first? What would you rate Rec? I gave it an eight. I loved it. I would totally watch it again. I really liked Quarantine, so I knew I was gonna at least enjoy watching this. But I, I thought it was somehow even better. So I give it an eight. Definitely go see it if you can see it. Nice. That's my rating. Your wife stole my rating, but I also said eight. Held my attention the whole time. I did want it to end just because it was kind of scary and I wanted to get (laughs) out of there, but I thought it was really well done and yeah, nothing bad. It's hard to be like, what what would make it a nine or ten? I really don't know, but I'd say an eight is a solid rating for it. Yeah, those last few minutes were super scary and tense. I was going to give it an 11 or something. Uh, Well, guys, I'm in the hand-holding club. I also gave it an eight. Yeah, It's all around. (laughs) This is probably the highest rated once, at least so far, uh, between all of us. Yeah, I it was so good. It was actually scary. My only downside I was just for this this incredible. screening, but like it was so fucking loud again. Like my yeah. ears pierced. Yeah. I kind of I mean, I had a problem with it, but I also kind of like made it even kind of creepier. It was so freaking loud. So that, loud. That, that yeah. adds to the scare factor a bit. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. All right. So Meg, you dipped out after this. Bye. Um, you come back Ooh. later though. So stick around. No, <laughs> uh, but Cam, you're still here. It's 8.45 p.m. Uh, and we're watching Eight Eyes. It's a brand new movie still in the festival circuit. This isn't even released yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's 2023's uh, Eight Eyes, directed by Austin Jennings, who is in attendance and was literally sitting in the row behind us when we watched this movie, which was pretty cool. Um, also made cool. me feel like I had to control my reactions a little bit like i was, I was kind of self-conscious while i was watching i was like oh I, if i don't like it like i better not like yawn or i don't know <laughs> but, or, or leave or say something to me or something right like that. This not, not that sucks. i would but um no it, i mean it was it was a well put together movie um austin jennings is in some way uh affiliated with joe bob's last drive-in which meg and i watch um pretty regularly who's that uh, Joe Bob Briggs. He is a um, late night horror movie host. Um, oh, that's cool. Kind of like Sven Gulli without the whole makeup shtick. He's just the a weirdness. guy. Um, Eight Eyes. I don't even know if I could 
begin to describe this movie. It's it's a couple who meet up someone in a and what is it? Slovakia or where, where are they? Yeah, so, there's one of them. Uh, them somewhere in that area. I don't know. Yeah. Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic. I, I don't. I don't exactly remember where, but um, that is a, a plot point. So I it's unfortunately I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, the things things tend to go a little sideways for them, and I won't I won't spoil it because this is not out yet. Yeah, and they they meet okay. someone there who uh, decides to show them the sights a little bit, and uh, yeah, boy boy does bit. he! But <laughs> without without giving any more spoilers, because I, I really don't want to give it away in case someone is listening to this who who hasn't seen it yet and would want to. Um, Cameron, what'd you think of of this movie? Just, One just question briefly. for me: Did you? Does the the does the uh, the name of the movie make sense to you as they're seeing it? Well, they yeah, I mean, uh, in the sense of I understand what it's referring ah. to in the movie, but okay, in terms I of did the movie part. itself make sense to me? <laughs> Not really, <No>. but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I think it had some potential, but it was weird. It was kind of like slow moving it was yeah i give it a three three scotty pippen okay um yeah i give it a three for me as well you know it, it's a it's a well put together movie uh it, it looks really good um i i think it either went over my head or i just didn't didn't totally understand it, I mean, it, it. Some stuff maybe isn't supposed to be understandable. Uh, it's just kind of. I mean, a, I think it, it is what it is, right? It was made right. by a, a director who maybe is not very. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right? Like some it's his. It's his directorial guy. debut, so you know. Yeah, directorial debut. A, a young guy with not so much experience doing a horror film. I mean, yeah, yeah. For it is what it was like. I said it was. It was wild. Dark. Like I could even comprehend trying to like make a movie look like that, you know, but oh, for sure. my plot yeah. would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I give props to Austin Jennings for, for sticking around for the Q and a afterwards. And apparently he stuck around for uh, a, at least a majority of the marathon. Yeah. He was still watching it after. And, uh, and uh, yeah. uh, if you're hearing this, uh, come on the podcast. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Sorry. I, I how didn't many, rate like, the how movie highly, reviews, but I enjoy podcast it. Reviews. Do you think his movie has? You might be the first worldwide podcast review of Eight Eyes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I mean, it, we're probably one of the one of the first, at least. Yeah, yeah. You should just title that the title, and then just get that going around. The first review of Eight Eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By Austin, what's his name? Jennings. Austin Jennings. All right, we got to move on. Uh, next up, it's now 11 p.m. Uh, they have now opened up the half marathon ticketers to come in, which Woo! is interesting. Have they always done that? No, I, yeah. I don't think they've always done that. They've done it for at least several years now. They probably notice like people leave, so they leave spots open, so they're trying to monetize as much as they can, I can imagine. Well, I, I don't remember this thing always selling out either. Like there, there used to be you could get tickets the day of. Um, but oh, really? now, now it sells out and they started selling these half marathon tickets, basically counting on, yeah, exactly. People leaving once it gets really late to free up yeah. seats. But 
I don't know how they calculate how many of these other tickets they can sell because what yeah, if it's everyone like a were to steal all the time, thing, right? So yeah. we probably can't uh, can't offer people hundreds of dollars when they don't have a seat. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they do when when that were to happen. It didn't seem like that was really an issue. There were still yeah, yeah, open yeah, seats, but, down um, but they sold out of whatever they allocated for that half marathon too. So that goes to show you how popular this is. Uh, but yeah, it's 11 p.m. and we're now talking about 1992's Candyman, which Meg you've seen before, so you can oh, you can chime in here too a little bit. Yeah, I think everyone's probably at least heard of Candyman. Uh, you say Candyman five times in the mirror, and he shows up and kills you. That's Candyman. Oh God, that's Candyman. Candyman. In the mirror. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Um, Cam, this was your first time seeing it, though, right? Yeah, the first time seeing it, I really didn't know anything about it. I thought it had to do with candy canes, and there was none <laughs> such in the movie. So that was disappointing. There was uh-huh. very little candy. Yes, I will. I will give you that. Yeah. What did the what did they did the what was why was he called the Candy Man? His backstory of like the actual guy who turned into Candyman, he, I think he made candy or something like that. Oh, I don't, really? I don't exactly remember. It was like a I one. I remember that thing in the thing. All I remember is I was I was on my phone during this movie trying to figure out if the if the Candyman was like the one doing it or if this other person was. And the guy next to me is like, "Can you put your phone away?" And I was like, "Whoops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were on it for a while. I, I remember that. My bad. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I thought it would be really good, but I don't know for whatever reason it wasn't uh, up my alley for some reason. Maybe because okay. I wanted it to be. Uh, I would have rather had the Candyman be real, and so I don't know if it was. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> well, see, that, that's that's the reason why I like this movie is because it it kind of keeps you. Uh, guessing of you know is is this main character crazy is what i'm seeing real or not it's uh it's interesting to me at least but uh cam what would you rate candy man for you i'd give it a four nine four nine i thought it was okay. just okay i i think it i thought i didn't think it was a bad movie and it just wasn't for me i think maybe a a covenant type thing or convent type thing it just wasn't my uh cup of tea for whatever reason Okay. And I thought that lady was the woman from X Files when it wasn't, so that made it, it was, sad too. <laughs> yeah, it was not Dana Scully, unfortunately. Damn. Um, I gave it an eight. I oh damn! I can't even. It's a classic, and I thought it still held up pretty well. Um, a lot of people like that one, right? Yeah, for Is sure. Candyman yeah. two. There's the Is new Candyman. There's a there's a requel that oh, came out like yeah. two years ago. I, I want to rewatch the requel. Yeah, Megan, I that saw one that was, in theaters. That one was really good. Yeah. Oh, it was? I remember really liking that. Would you give that about an eight again, Ken? The requel? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember it too well. I remember really liking it, though. Yeah. You call it a requel? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the term nowadays. Yeah, it's, really? it's a movie that is like being kind of rebooted, but also still exists also, in the same cinematic universe. Same thing. Yeah, right. it's not like a direct sequel, oh. but they're they're kind of just trying to breathe life back into the franchise. I think the new yeah. one would seem like it was, it was. Did Wesley Snipes play uh, the Candyman? No. No, oh, I thought he'd be good for it. Tony Todd reprised Tony Todd, his role for, yeah. for, for a bit at least. In oh, movie, really? Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. It seems pretty awesome. scary though. 
Yeah, I mean, if you didn't like the original Candyman, I mean, I I can't say that you would. Yeah, potentially might not enjoy be that, the so. series for you, but yeah. it was it was good. Just yeah, not maybe not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't think I can alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. It's now one a.m. Pretty much. Uh, starting to get a little tired, but here. you're still here. Oh, I am. You're you're going strong, man. I I am so happy that you were there so long with me. It was it was great. <laughs> Um, but now we're, we're going into some, uh, some, I believe it's a Japanese, uh, film called Haze, oh. um, directed by Shinya Tsukamoto, who directed oh, that. Yeah. I don't, that's probably not right. But, uh, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, which they showed at the music box of horrors a couple of years ago, which same person? was crazy. Yeah. Same director. Um, that movie was crazy. This was at least, uh, somewhat more grounded um, was that one horror too that was horror it was like it was weird man it was about this dude who like his insides kept turning to like wires and and like sharp metal and stuff and then he would have sex with women and that's all i remember about that i don't remember he turned into like a full-on machine at the end of the movie it was it was i wild. really liked haze to be honest i liked haze too I, at least the first I, half I, of haze i liked uh, for, I th- for, yeah, I'm trying to think that, and eh, I thought it was cool. I that's like it's more like tor- torture horror, like uh, what's it called? Uh, saw type stuff. I got I got a, a sense of that. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. So this is a 2005 movie. That for people who don't know, the Hayes at least it starts out with a guy who is in a very confined, like concrete space, meaning like there's maybe an inch in front of him, and behind him is more concrete. And he can either like move to the side or he has to like crawl, like just to move around at all. But he has no idea how he got there. And he'll like pass out and he'll wake up in a different, very confined, confined space. And I, the one part that I remember me cringing the hardest, Meg is removing her headphones because I told her about this before. Uh, he wakes up. He's in, again, a very confined space. There is barbed wire under his feet. So he's standing on his tiptoes. He can only move to the left or right. But in front of his face is a metal bar also running horizontally and his mouth is open over it so that his teeth are scraping along this metal bar as he moves left and right, trying to figure out how to get out of here. And you hear the scraping teeth on this fucking loud theater. And it is, it was so cringy and really cool. I thought stuck to that or he, he, why was He he just, he couldn't move his jaw to get off of that bar. So when he's trying to move left and right, his teeth are just grinding against it. Yeah, that was. Oh, I like that part. Oh, so good. I, I I'd say this is worth a watch. It's only forty nine minutes long, so if you can find it, it's uh, it's a quick watch. I don't remember the ending. I don't remember the, the, much of the back half, honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know they got to a different place, and then I don't remember. Something bad happened, actually. I think right. Whole thing was bad, but it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, I'm going to start out with with the rating for this one. For me, I gave it a six. Um, and yeah, I, I just liked the the first part more. And I was I was kind of hoping there'd be more of those like weird confined prison things. Um, but we got some, so that was cool. Can't yeah, it was a seven it. on this one. A seven. Seven. I, okay. I, yeah, I liked it. I liked those. Uh, I don't even know what to. It's weird. I, kidnapped uh, and tortured it's kind of fun 
<laughs> the movie wise. So I thought that yeah. was, uh, was a, I thought it was an interesting take on it. And then, you know, he meets someone who's kind of cool during it. And yeah, I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now this brings us to 1.50 a.m. Uh, Ken, you're now? still here. No, you're oh, still here. This is the last one, I think. This right? is the last wow. one you left halfway through this movie, which was Demon Witch Child, 1975's Demon Witch Child. Probably the crunchiest 35 millimeter film that we saw. Uh, it was in color, but you really couldn't tell. <laughs> it was, it was basically all shades look. of pink. But yeah, it, this was... Uh, I chose to try to sleep through this movie. I usually pick a movie that I think I'm not going to like, and I try to sleep through it. But man, I wish I had stayed awake because this movie seemed like a lot of fun. Um, It's basically a ripoff of the exorcist. There's some girl who's possessed and she, but she says like way more crazy shit in this movie than the girl in the exorcist ever did. Um, And I, I kind of want to rewatch it at some point so that I can actually witness it and i'm really kicking myself that i didn't try to stay awake through this movie but cam you watched at least half of it how much do you remember i don't think i watched half of it i used from what i remember there was some weird scenes at the beginning no like where two people just didn't oh man i took my glasses off i literally couldn't see (laughs) i remember i think i was like oh this doesn't seem like it's for me and then i like Last, I think I saw like 20, 25 minutes of it from what I remember, but I remember it kind of being dull and boring. And, and you're like, you were going to sleep through it. So I'm like, maybe it's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to go to the, the Bears game the next day. Oh, wait, does that mess up our timestamp here? Oh, my no, bad. That, that, that um, already happened. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> great win that day. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't remember much. Like I said, if you were going to sleep through it because you didn't think it was good, I wasn't going to sit around for it. Yeah, I I think I'll I was wrong, around. though. I think I was wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, I, well, I can't give it a rating because I didn't see it. But the audience seemed to be laughing a lot at it. And I oh, heard really? some of the crazy shit that the little kid was saying. And it was it was pretty entertaining. Oh, so, um, yeah, I wish I had stayed up, but I can't give it a rating because I didn't I didn't see the whole thing, which will become a theme coming up because I was very tired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cam, you dipped at this point. So I'm going to breeze through the next couple because I had trouble staying awake uh, for the next two movies. At 3.30 a.m., they showed 1986's Sorority House Massacre. Stayed awake for a little bit of the beginning, but then... Ooh, that sounds uh, fun. How is that one? Don't know. Slept through it. Then at 5.05 a.m., they showed Piranha 2, The Spawning, directed by James Cameron. Really? Yeah, I was excited to see that. It was like his directorial debut. And I had watched Piranha in preparation for this. And so I was like, okay, I have to stay up and watch this. And I I made it halfway through the movie. But I I tried tried as I might. I conked out in the back half, and I, I missed part of it. So... Uh, oh my god five percent on ron tomatoes so he, he's gotten better since his first movie huh yeah I, <laughs> i'm avatar pretty sure james, james cameron, cameron is that what you're talking about yeah yeah the, the the avatar james cameron titanic james cameron that's crazy yeah um oh. but yeah it was what i liked what i saw uh, anyway that's what i have. 
Yeah, I, man, I was so tired. I usually do much better in these, but I, uh, I just, I usually pick a movie and I'm like, okay, if I sleep, I'll be charged enough to at least stay awake throughout. But I really struggled during this marathon, and and I, I kind of wish that because I had missed so many movies, I just left and came back because I could have actually gotten sleep. But anyway. <laughs> This uh, clip says, 40 years ago, James Cameron made the worst ocean thriller ever <laughs> and launched an unstoppable career. <laughs> Got to start somewhere, I guess, right? That's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's uh, kind of disowned his involvement in that movie, though. I don't, I don't think he's talking Is about he, it. How yeah. did he disown it? He's the director. I, From what I heard, he was fired off of it. <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Then... We're all the way up to basically 7 a.m. And they're showing Child's Play 3, which I've seen before. Um, but I did stay awake for this because I, I like Chucky. I watched the TV show. Um, and so I wanted to stay up for this. And I, I made it through this movie. Um, and that's it. It's Child's Play 3. It's it's the killer doll Chucky. Nothing more to really, really say. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. It was really, really loud. Uh Really hurt my ears, but uh, I gave it a seven because that's how they keep you up. Yeah, didn't didn't work for the other ones, but oh, I know why it didn't work for the other ones because I I put earplugs in because I was like I can't stand it anymore, um, and that might have attributed me falling asleep as well. But you could still hear it very clearly through the earplugs. I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway, seven for Child's Play three for me. Uh, then Meg, you came back. Hey, I'm back. Yeah, you came back in the morning. I got some. Uh, what was that place called? The food Steingold's. Place? Steingold's. I got Steingold's oh, next door. Got a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. Was it good? It was very good. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. And some coffee. Did you get anything, Meg? I had uh, stopped at Starbucks on the on my drive in. So I, uh, I got it. I got you. I did. I got my basic, uh, impossible burger, impossible sausage breakfast sandwich. It was really good. Oh, nice. It was really, really good. And, and my latte. And, uh, I didn't know. I thought, I thought you would have gone to the bagel place before I got there. So that's why I got what I got and I didn't get anything for you. Okay. Well, I guess we're even, we're even. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally plan on, on going um, when, whenever they opened. And then that kind of just worked out between those two movies. So mm. um, it was good. So I had a little bit kick of caffeine. And then we watched uh, 2001's Frailty, directed by Bill Paxton and also kind of co-starring Bill Paxton and uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, I had never seen this movie before. Never uh, heard of it. Really? I had heard of it. I'd seen the poster, but I had Which never movie? seen it. Frailty. Oh, you guys loved it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I mean, yeah, that that's it. I I thought it was great, Meg. I know you liked it too. I really really liked it. I can't believe I hadn't seen this before. It was Was it good really or good. funny? Like what, 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 what It was not funny. It was very serious. It was kind of dark, kind of depressing. There was some really like deep creepy vibes to it uh basically is just like this guy walks into a police station he goes i think my brother is this serial killer you're looking for and he tells the story of how his 
father raised him and his brother. Um, his father thought that God spoke to him and they were God's hands and they were supposed to take out demons, which is basically this this guy telling the story is like, my, my dad was a serial killer and he taught us how to be serial killers. And so you're just watching his childhood unfold and it keeps dipping into the present. And it was really good, really well done, great acting, amazing. I, I want everybody to go and watch it. It was amazing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I really enjoyed it. Bill Paxton was great. Matthew McConaughey was great. The kid actors were really good too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really cool story. And uh, I had guessed one of the twists, but there mm-hmm. were, were multiple Mm-hmm. and uh it was it was really cool so yeah i i mean i'm surprised this isn't being talked about more nowadays i mean this is an older is movie, old but like 2001 so it's it's like over 20 years old i you think like it's i think it's due to... for uh, a time and it's in the limelight again i think the people you should like start watching that it. do you like when you're able to find out a twist or do you prefer that you can't and are real surprised or do you like that you were able to figure it out Usually I feel like I figure out twists in movies and then, you know, if it's, if it's not good or if it's really obvious to me from the beginning, I get kind of bummed out that I figured it out. I kind of had an idea where this one was going, but I didn't mind that I kind of knew where it was going. I really liked the entire ride and it, it was just, this was one I didn't mind already knowing kind of what was going on or already pre-guessing a couple of things still didn't expect a couple of them, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind knowing this. Usually I get bummed out, but this is good. Yeah. I, I obviously like to not know the twist is coming either, but um, yeah, in this case, I think the the story was so original and then the twists were so kind of original that it, it didn't, I didn't mind it. Even though I saw it coming, it was still like, oh, that's still really cool and clever. And uh, I still wanted to see how it actually played out instead of just right. what I thought was going to happen. And right. it was great. So, yeah, really go cool, watch this really movie. interesting. Yes. Yeah. Ken, what did you give this rating? Because I think we were, we were talking about how much we liked it. I think we're pretty close in our ratings. What did you rate this? Well, I gave it an full nine i also gave it a nine yes it was so good yeah Yeah, we really liked it you guys are gonna have to have me over to rewatch this one definitely it's it's like it's pretty depressing and we'll we'll have to (laughs) have to watch yeah we'll need to watch like something else (laughs) after it so we don't leave on a sad note but um That's why <laughs> that's why it ended on Casper. Well, yeah, yeah the last movie was Casper. Uh, Realty was dark. We needed a little bit of light after that's that. That's right. So it was good. Yeah, last movie, Casper, 1030. Um, I think we all know the live action Casper. I don't really need to say much more about it, but um, yeah, that was that was a nice one to round it out with, feel a little more lighter after the like uh, you know, really, really downer frailty. Um I thought it was really cool to actually see that in theaters too. After was there watching a lot of it, there? yeah, there yeah, was a, lot of a good came amount back for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I had Casper on VHS. I haven't seen it in mm-hmm. years. Is there big yeah. names there? So Bill Pullman 
and Christina Ricci. Oh, and, really? Yeah, they're the two main characters. Uh, there's a couple fun cameos in there as well. Um, the Crypt Keeper. He's in a Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper and Dan Aykroyd as his character from Ghostbusters was oh, in there. Yeah. That's cool. Who yeah. voices Casper, do you know? It was a it was a, I think his first name. movie, whoever the name was, it was oh, like really? introducing so and so. So that's cool. But yeah, that was a it was cute. It was a good way to end the marathon and it felt uh very lighthearted and uh, to end it on a good note and to walk After out of, to a beautiful day. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Liked that one a lot. Yeah. Definitely a lot more unhinged of a movie than I remember as a kid. It was kind of oh, really? goofy, as all, I think, children's movies are. But uh, <laughs> definitely a fun rewatch, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Meg, what would you rate Casper? I think I rated it like a, like a five or a six, maybe. Okay. What did yeah, I, do? I, it I think I did too. a six. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah, it was good. Not obviously the best movie ever, but entertaining and fun. I was still nodding off a little bit. You were. I would. I would catch <laughs> my head going back and I'm like, oh no, still. to keep nudging you to make sure you were awake. I think you said I was breathing really hard or something. Yeah, you were. You were doing like some really deep. Breathe, breathing and I was like oh he's either totally asleep or very close to falling asleep it was, it was the only way I could regulate my body to to be awake was give it <laughs> sleep breathes breathing well, I don't know it was, well, mini I was so freaking tired man yeah um, but then that was it we made it to the end yeah you, you did it you took a picture out in front with all the other people in front of the marquee you survived another year it was good. another year. Were you only supposed to be in the picture if you stayed the whole 24 hours? That's what they usually ask. I, I don't remember yeah. them specifically saying that this time. No, they but. said anyone could, but I I don't feel like I have the <laughs> right. I don't give myself the right to do it after only seeing four movies. I don't think that's fair to the people who are there for more than half of it. So I bow out because I think it's a rite of passage to be in that photo. So that's do you have all those pictures, Ken? I don't. Well, I might actually. I think I've taken screenshots of a lot of them. Um, I could probably they take a look. Them. I think they're all online too. Yeah, they post them. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good time. Would I do it again? I don't know. Uh <laughs> I, I'll be honest, like I think I said this last year too. So you know, who we'll see. Um would you do part of it? Yo, yeah, I, I will go next year for sure. But will I stay the entire time? That's the thing I'm I'm not really sure about. I, I I'll at least probably go for the beginning and probably stay to about the same amount that you did, Cam. Uh, Unless there's some I, really damn good movie you want to see. Yeah, it really depends on what the schedule is next year. Honestly, like I wonder something I really they, want to see in the middle of the night that I, like, I feel like they I have put, to. Like which ones are they putting at that like two to five o'clock hour? Like it wouldn't put a. So they put a banger there to like get people to stay or people be bad because they put it at a a time where a lot of people might be dozing off. Well, I mean, looking at this this time, I mean, Demon Witch Child seemed like it was a crowd pleaser, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily care for Sorority House Massacre or Piranha 2, which are between 3.30 a.m. and 7. So I think that's the slot that 
they are maybe just putting things that are maybe not as much of a crowd pleaser. Um, I really yeah, every year's different. Man. I wish Candyman was earlier. I would have stayed for that one too. I think they put that right at the beginning of the half marathon because they figured people yeah. would come for that. Yeah. I that totally get it. Yeah. I wish they, it would be cool to have like, I don't know, like find a movie or something where they can do a, like a, a like middle of the night Q and A would be kind of cool. Like some guys just there like 3 AM talking. I know it's not, wouldn't be like worth their time probably because they think, but I think it would be cool to do something like at that point or something. I don't know what, but. Yeah, I heard I heard someone uh someone around us say that they thought it'd be cool t- if they did the silent film in the middle of the night because like with the with the live band and everything too because that might help mm-hmm. wake people up. Although honestly if they put fall in the house of much in the middle of the night I for sure would have fallen asleep but uh Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a good thing then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I the, the Q&A would be a good way to get people back yeah. and awake and involved in what was going on. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, you could do such That's super a low budget where the guy would just be happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you to both of you for, for coming with me this year. And oh, I had a lot a of fun. All the time. Of course. Yeah, Cam, amazing that you stayed that long. That was incredible. Yeah. If I wasn't going to play the Bears game, I would have stayed longer, but I would have been miserable if I didn't get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I briefly stopped by though. You guys you did. You stopped by in the morning to give you us a, a, well. a belated wedding gift, which was very nice of you. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was oh, cool to see you too in the morning again. It's like, oh, you're back. Yeah, I know. I thought yeah. like you didn't expect me to be over. No, here. I had oh. no idea you were gonna stop by again. It was so nice. Yeah, that was awesome. I was going to see you guys spry and awake and ready to go for Casper. That's right. I was spry and awake. Ken was uh, barely hanging out at I was that point. Aware that you were there. Can you sleep <laughs> the rest of the day or what? How did yeah. the rest of your day go? Got home, had some, I guess, lunch, uh, and then uh, went to bed. Did went you to drive, Meg? I take it. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I come back in the morning so I can pick did him up. Did he fall asleep in the car? He did not. He was he was fine in the car. And then, uh, yeah, I think main main things he wanted to do is get some food in him and take a shower and then immediately go to sleep, which he did. And he slept for a good while. And I woke him up, I think, around 530. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah get some dinner and then go try back to get to back to a normal <laughs> sleep schedule. Yeah. But you did it. You guys both did it. Woo-hoo. Good. Well, Another well. year. Would, would you that guys come fun. back next year? Oh, hell yeah. I, I would. It. Yeah. Sweet. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. I would like to catch a couple movies. I definitely can't sit that long. And it's definitely a, a badge of honor to wear. But yeah. I think, yeah. You should try again. Keep trying. It's it's fun. I, I right. mean, it's funny. I watch like one or two horror movies all year. And then, bam, eight. So it's cool. Oh, yeah. I got a trivia question for you guys. Ooh. Okay, hit us. Okay, so out of the three movie villain, horror movie villains I give you, put them in order from most kills the least. Kill count totals include all sequels, remakes, and TV shows. Ooh. All right, you ready for the three? Yes. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Pinhead. Oh, oh from a... most kills to least, Michael Myers, that... Freddy Krueger, and Pinhead. 
I'm bummed that uh, Jason Voorhees isn't in there because I would have. Okay, we're going to up it. Killed. I'm giving you four oh. now. Oh, okay. no. Jason Varghese, Freddy Krueger, and Michael Myers. All right. Okay. Meg, do you want to answer first or should I? Pinhead, Jason Varghese, Freddy Krueger, and Michael Myers. Does Jason have the most? Who has the most movies? There's a Jason. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of um. Oh man, I don't know that stuff. Okay, so Jason Voorhees has the most. I would say Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and then Pinhead. I I think it's that's tough. Yeah, I I think Pinhead's I think the Pinhead's least? last because yeah. he has a lot. They have a lot of Hellraiser movies, like more than you would expect. Right. But I think he only kills like one or two people in each movie. Per movie, yeah. But you know what? It's kind of the same with Freddy with um well Freddy. actually sometimes Freddy Krueger, but he does tend to kill more people. Uh but Michael Myers as well. Um, but there's a lot of Michael Myers movies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Pinhead. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you the answer. Well, this is what they have. So, like, this is actually a question that was asked for Brain Sports Trivia. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you probably, no one questioned it, but from what you're telling me, it seems like either something they have well, I could be wrong. with 321 kills. That's an insane number of kills. What? Jason Varghese with 164, Michael Myers with 160. And Freddy Krueger with sixty-two. Okay, so we're we're actually on the right track. We just had no idea about Pinhead. Pinhead. Oh yeah, Pinhead total movie kills. Yeah, did, so did he kill like a whole swarm of people in one movie or something? Like that's incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, I've only seen two Hellraiser movies, and there was like what three people. I know, isn't that like a lot? Yeah, I've only uh, seen two or three Hellraiser movies, so I also don't know. But I know there are like upwards a lot. of fifteen Hellraiser movies, and usually yeah, they're mostly says, like just in movie name, web but... places it at two forty six. While we got this covered has a whopping three twenty one, so they used we got you covered as the kill counts uh, thing. But either way, oh, wow. either way that's still a lot. There must have been one movie where they like killed an entire dance floor of people or something. <laughs> I, we we saw Hellraiser two last year. That movie was awful. I Hellraiser thought. two? Oh yeah, did we uh, see Hellraiser two? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We oh, saw I that together at, at last year's Music Box Awards. I couldn't yeah. forget what Pinhead looks like. He's a creepy character. Yeah. Who's your favorite movie horror villain or horror movie Jason, villain? Jason Voorhees for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think both of you. I think Michael Myers is is my favorite. Yeah. What about you, Cam? (laughs) The Wicked Witch of the West. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not sure. (laughs) I actually think. Wait, does Jigsaw count? Is Jigs because Jigsaw would definitely be my favorite then? If that's that's... gotta be Jigsaw or the uh, the puppet thing, I the puppet specifically. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) has Jigsaw ever been like revealed? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, in the first movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, in the first movie. Oh, yeah, the person. Yeah, I've seen the first one, I don't have to rewatch it. Oh, no, Kim, we're gonna have to do a full rewatch of all the Saw movies with you. 
that that would oh my god I, that would be uh, mechanized like fourth time doing it maybe fourth rewatch you guys yeah, like yeah. it that much i don't know I it's think, just something we we watch yeah. together i, I don't know I what it like is I said, I, I the know. torture ones are always like i i love them but i can't watch that by myself it's like so scary to me perfect <laughs> come on over we're gonna watch each one <laughs> It'll be the most horror movies you've ever watched, and they're all going to be with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I don't think I'd make it. <laughs> well, but we Cam, made it Meg, through horror movies. We made it through uh, 2023 Music Box of Horrors. Thank you again for, for coming. Uh, <laughs> I, and of course, oh no, they're here. The Overtime Overlords have arrived. Oh no, Ooh, those uh, are my for worst favorite or favorite horror movie films. Yeah, those oh, are yeah. pretty good. Well, okay. they're here to remind me to remind you if you like Shelby's go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review reviews or to help people find this podcast. Also, we spend our money in advertisers. If you like Shelby's Shelby's friend and spread the word, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on all the things uh, at Overtalking Pod or call or text us at USACAT1591. Uh, and we'll be back to our normal format next week. So if you didn't like this, just stick back around. Hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. We miss you. Hope you're having fun. America. <laughs> and as we always say at the end of every episode, we miss you, CJ. Come back. We miss you. Come back. Come back. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken. This week's special guest was Cam and me, Meg. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.